the thing is runners just love running and it's one of the main challenges I have with seeing my clients is as soon as they feel good, they overdo it and their injury's back. Dizwins Radio episode 826 starts in three, two, Welcome back to Diz Runs Radio, where I talk with runners from all corners of the running world about running, life, and everything in between. I'm your host, Denny Cray, and it's just about time to head out the door for an easy run and a great conversation. So if you're ready, then I'm ready. Let's get started. Hey guys, today's episode of the show is brought to you by... Audible. Uh, I have a, a relationship with Audible, uh, and they're willing to hook you up with a free audiobook and a free 30-day trial, and also two free kind of bonus audio, audio Audible originals is what they're called. Uh, kind of, you know, usually some smaller books, um, but still usually pretty good. It's a smaller selection, but uh, the main selection, that main free book you can get, there's like 100,000 books you can choose from. I think you can find a book that you might be interested out of that many titles that are out there. Um, But if you want to check out Audible for for free for the first 30 days, get yourself a free book that you get to keep whether you want to stick with Audible or not. Uh, And If you you haven't tried Audible yet, uh, scratch my head a little bit on that one. But uh, what a great way to to learn a little bit, to stay entertained, to uh, be a bit more well-read. And it does take a minute to wrap your head around reading books when you're just listening to them. But I'll tell you what, you stick with it, you will not regret giving Audible a, a chance. So check it out, disruns.com slash Audible. That gives me a little credit uh, at no cost to you, but uh, helps helps me out a little bit, helps keep the lights on here, and uh, you get to check out Audible for free. So it's, a, it's certainly a win-win proposition. And if at the end of 30 days you decide, eh, Audible isn't for me, you it's easy to cancel. It's literally like one button, maybe two clicks, uh, and, and you're canceled. So check it out, audible. not audible.com, disruns.com slash audible. You can get the same deal from Audible if you just go right to their website, but then you're not helping me out any, which you're still helping yourself out, which is probably the most important thing. But if you want to do me a solid, go through disruns.com slash audible, sign up for an account, give it a try, and let me know what book you get because I'm always looking for uh, another good book to read or listen to, whatever you want to call it. I'm looking for one of those as well. So check it out, disruns.com slash audible. And now let's go ahead and uh, dive in to today's episode of the show. Hey guys, uh, one of the things that uh, I really love about doing the show is, you know, being able to stay in touch a little bit with the folks that have been on the show in the past and then, you know, somewhere down the line, catching up with them and, uh, you know, doing it again, seeing how things are going, what's changed, what's new, all that kind of good stuff. And that is uh, exactly what we are doing today. So uh, it's been about a year and a half since today's guest was on the show. And in that time, uh, he has, you know, started a new podcast. He was podcasting back then. Put the, put the uh, pulled the plug on that one. Started a new show. Uh, also written a really great ebook uh, that we'll share with you and, and kind of how you can get that if you want to uh, down the road, or at least you know we'll share that at some point during today's episode. You can get it, and, and I would definitely encourage you to do it. Uh, all about kind of helping you to avoid running injuries, staying healthy, um, and and being able to make progress, you know, steady progress towards your goal instead of that stop start game that so many folks play uh, due to injuries. And, and like I said, really well done. Uh, he's also. Um, a lot, uh, very active in his day job of uh, being a, a physio, physiotherapist, working primarily with runners, uh, helping again, helping us stay healthy, staying fit, uh, able to continue going, continue running, all that kind of good stuff. So, I uh, need this to say, plenty of things to talk about today, and it's uh, definitely a pleasure to be able to welcome Mr. Uh, Brody Sharp back to the show. So, uh, welcome back, Brody. Thanks for joining us again, and uh, good, good to catch up with you. Great to be back on, Denny. Yeah, very excited. 
Definitely, definitely. And you can probably tell from the accident, he, ac- accent, uh, he's joining us from uh, from down under. So a little little Aussie action. It's been a while since we had an Australian on the show, which is which is always fun. But uh, guys, you want to check out what Brody's got going on. The website, uh, BreakthroughRunning.Physio is the uh, the website there. Twitter, Instagram, very similar handle both places, but there is a, a subtle difference that you always need to be aware of. Twitter, it's just his name, at Brody Sharp, B-R-O-D-I-E-S-H-A-R-P-E. Instagram at Brody Sharp, but there's a dot in the middle. So at Brody.shop, dart, blah, 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 at Brody.sharp. Easy for me to say, uh, easier for you to type into your, <laughs> into your Instagram uh, account there and follow Brody there as well. Uh, so, you know, remember his name both places, but there's that dot in the middle between first and last on Instagram. Uh, the new show, the new podcast is the Run Smarter Podcast. We'll certainly talk about that. And if you're really enjoying today's episode want to hear what we talked about the first time you know kind of get some of the, the running history running past that we maybe touch on just a touch today but not uh not dive quite as deep as we did before uh disruns.com slash 609 disruns.com slash 609 is the link to uh an episode from i believe it was august of 2018 so like i said just about a year and a half ago uh, and the link for the show notes today disruns.com slash 826 all the uh, current links uh photos all the all that good stuff the show notes will be there disruns.com slash eight two six so brody you know some things change over the, the course of time some things stay the same and one of the things that definitely stays the same uh with the podcast is the introductory question that that same old same old question i asked you same question a year and a half ago going to ask it again today see if the answer's changed a little bit if not no worries but uh it's just the, the way we always get things started around here and that's just to simply ask what is your favorite distance to race and why uh, so last time I was probably in a different frame of mind, I did answer the half marathon as my favorite. I want to change that the last, cause I, I don't think I've ran a half marathon since the last time I had a chat with you, <laughs> Fair but enough. I have um, ventured into a lot of trail running, which mm-hmm. is a bit shorter and a lot of, uh, triathlons, which are more sprint distance. And so at the moment, uh, I think I am pushing myself for about a 5K and I'm really enjoying like a really fast, challenging 5K. So I like to change my answer and um, keep people on their toes. So that'll be my answer today. That totally works. And that's, and that's why even when somebody comes back second time, third time, fourth time, whatever, we always still ask the question because you never know uh, why things, you know, you never know if things are going to change and if they do, why. So I guess that leads to the, the easiest follow-up question in the, in the, maybe in the history of the show. Um, you know, if you said you haven't probably run a half marathon in, in the, the time since we talked the first time, uh, any particular reason or it's just kind of, you know, just the way that, that it's shaken out? Um, it's just, I always like to keep my body guessing and just change things up. And so, um, the last year and a half I've done a lot more, um, explosive stuff in the gym, done a bit of CrossFit stuff and challenged my body in other ways rather than just like seeing how far, um, I can go. So, uh, it's, yeah, so it's been a bit of CrossFit, it's been a bit of triathlons and shorter distances. And I think even just within the next couple of weeks, I'm going to start, uh, training my body again, doing some longer stuff. And so, yeah, it's always good just to not be complacent, just to challenge your body in different ways rather than just going further. So, um, yeah, I just like doing that. Yeah, well, no arguments for me, although I, I need to be careful with what I say here or people are going to start telling me that I should run a couple 5Ks just to mix it up and challenge my body in a different way. And I, I do have <laughs> a, a bit of a history of saying I'm not the biggest fan of that just you know, almost pedal to the metal for as, as hard as you can go for 5k. I'd rather, I'd rather the pain, you know, kind of get in the pain cave for 26 miles, uh, 42 kilometers for, for those of you that don't speak, mm-hmm. uh, speak American distances here. But, um, you know, that, that 5k is just, it's just, it's a challenge. No question about that, but hard, fast, just go from the, the time the, the race starts until you get across the finish line as quickly as you can. 
Feel the burn, yeah. Feel the burn, absolutely. Um, talked about uh, you know a little bit of trail running as well. Um, I, I know here in at least where we're kind of I am in the, in the states at least. Um, a lot of times I think of trail running. You know, you said some of the shorter stuff. I I typically think of the longer stuff. I think of the, the ultra marathon distances. Uh, maybe at least stereotypically in my mind are. are mostly trail runs, just trail marathons, trail half marathons, stuff like that. But, uh, probably just don't hear about them because they're not maybe publicized as much, but the, the trail running for the shorter stuff. But, uh, what's, what's the allure of the trails for you? Um, so around Victoria, we have a, um, an event organization called rapid ascent and they organize a trail run series every year that goes, uh, they have five or six races every year, um, spread across about four months and it's just different locations around um, the state and it's usually about 40 minutes outside of the city in any direction and they have uh, options of choosing like a short, medium or longer distance within that race. And so um, it's it's just about like the trail community, They whether you're extremely fit and like seriously into it or whether you just want like kind of like a fun run, uh, they kind of tailor for, for all of those. And so as the events go on, you've got race one, two, three, four, five, the distances get slightly longer. You still have that shorter, medium, long distance option, but um, every one of those options just creeps up. So you start doing around about uh, – you know, 4K if you want to do the really short stuff. Um, but then by race five, it gets all the way up to a half marathon distance. Uh, but you can fluctuate. And so last year, I was mainly doing the short or medium distances, covering anywhere from like 4K to 8 to 10K, but mm-hmm. uh, very, very challenging terrain. So the hills are just ridiculous. There's some where you, you actually can't jog. You have to walk up right. and... Um, yeah, just uh, I just really enjoy the hurdles, like sometimes hurdling over um, like tree trunks, mm-hmm. you know, ducking, weaving, turning around, um, speeding downhill, like just that whole uh, variation of side of things I've really come to enjoy. Yeah, definitely uh, the the little bit of trail running that I do, and, and I certainly, as I've said before, would, would love to, to make it more of a part of my routine. It's just you know, sometimes it's less convenient. Like you said, if you're driving out, you have to get get it, get in the car, get somewhere to get to the, the trails, at least for those races, you know, uh, can, it's at least my, that's my excuse, but definitely, you know, getting back to, to the point and, and what you said, um, the trails keep you on your toes. You know, there's always something, there's always a, some loose terrain or there, like you said, there's a tree trunk, a branch, something you got to duck, duck under, jump over. Um, and, and yeah, I got to love that when you get to those random spots where you just like, you just can't run, like, we're just going to, we're just going to walk it up this or sometimes crawl up it. If it's, if it's steep enough, um, as opposed to those road races where it's, you know, that that's where you, that's where you really feel in the burn. Cause you just get locked in and you keep going, but the, the trail keeps you on your toes enough that there's, you, you know, you're, you're working a little bit differently more often than not. Um, over the course of a, of a race, which I, I think that that, you know, if I'm going to get into talking to doing some of the shorter races, like the trail would be the place to do them because it's just, it's, it's at least, it's not just the same thing all the way through. Absolutely. And the trail community is just like so much different than if you were just to go to a fun run, they're really embracing and inclusive and everyone's just like your best mate there. There's no, um, egos involved and there's no like, um, really competitive, um, vibe that you get from them. Everyone just, Loves everyone. It's really cool. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Do, do those events, and I know here in the States, a lot of times, not, not maybe not all the time, but a lot of times trail races kind of have a, have a, um, bit of a distinction for being something that's kind of just turns into an all day party. So you might have three or four different race distances going. Um, and whoever, you know, whenever the, the first people finish, uh, whenever the, the longer, you know, the, the last people finish, whatever it's the longer distances, whatever the case might be, like, it's just kind of, everybody's hanging out afterwards and they got the, you know, the, the food going and the drinks going and, and maybe some music going. And it's just kind of a party afterwards. Is that kind of how it, it's kind of how I, I, I thought it was like what you were saying, but is that, is that kind of what uh, actually happens in some of those races? Yeah, absolutely. And um, Rapid Ascent do a great job of like organizing a bit of a camp at the finish line. And yeah, always a lot of um, like just energetic vibe going on, a lot of music and just a lot of sponsored stuff, people giving out free food and um, yeah, just making sure people stay around and enjoy the day, have a good time. Yeah. And that, uh, that, that definitely adds to the atmosphere, adds to the vibe, adds, adds to the community feel of, of the event when it's not just, you know, cross the finish line, check, grab, you know, grab whatever, grab your gear, grab your metal, grab a, a bite, whatever they have, and then, uh, get on your way, get on with your day. Like, no, if you make a, make a day of it, man, that's, that's, that's a pretty good time right there. That's a good way to spend a day. Absolutely. So you also mentioned, uh, getting into a little bit more triathlon. I, I think that, that I, if memory serves, you know, Back when we talked last time, you were dipping your toes into a little bit, but have you gotten a little bit more uh, serious about your triathlons since then? Um, I think like this season, it's pretty much just like a summer sport here and mm-hmm. it goes over about you know five months throughout the summer. Um, this year, I've managed to do about four or five um, and I don't think I did any the year before, but I think I maybe done one the summer before and then maybe three the summer before that and so uh it depends on my body it depends if i'm managing any injuries i um i like to kind of plan for it without uh really sticking to one race i usually just see how my body feels within a a given week and if i'm managing any injuries just so i don't get too caught up in it and it's one thing that i've just recognized within myself and i think a lot of runners can um recognize within themselves if they have a race coming up and then they're managing an injury it brings on a lot of stress and then mm-hmm. it's like oh let me just um push through a few of these hard sessions because i need to get to this race i need to do this race and then it ends up making the injuries worse and um i do know a lot about running injuries and thankfully i haven't ma- had to manage any too big of an injury or serious of an injury as i'm making smarter decisions the last say 12 months or so but um it can lead to making really, really poor decisions if you do have a race coming up and there's a lot of stress and anxiety built up around like the time frame. Oh, I've only got four weeks to go. Oh, I've only got like, you know, two weeks to go. And, you know, so when it comes to organizing events and like me booking myself in for a race, I, I pretty much do it on a, um, a week or two. Let me see what the weather's like. Let me see how my body's feeling. Let me choose a distance. And so, uh, yeah, feeling really good this summer. So ended up doing about four or five triathlons, which, um, yeah, feeling really good about. Gotcha. Good deal. Um, and lot, lots of things in there that are kind of covered in the book as well, which we'll dive into a little bit more as, as, as we get there. But, um, with, with the triathlons, what was, you know, is it, is it kind of going back to the same, uh, rationale for, for trying some of the shorter distance stuff for the last you know year and a half or so is just, of just pushing your body in different ways. Is that kind of what, what pulls you towards, uh, the triathlons or do, do you enjoy the, the different disciplines or, or, um, you know, if, you know, thankfully this year feeling pretty good, feeling healthy, getting to, to do a few more of those races. Um, uh, but what's, what's the, the catalyst for wanting to, to dip your toes in the multi-sport, uh, disciplines? 
Uh, I like the variety of it. I really love training for triathlons. There's like the combination of all the disciplines that you can do. And I don't have like a triathlon coach. I've never had a swimming coach, which I probably should. But uh, <laughs> I like on a given day, it's like, okay, my legs are feeling sore. Let's go for a swim. Or my hamstrings are feeling sore. Let's go for a bike ride and then a, a short run. Or let's go for a uh, hill session for running and then a bike. And you're like, you're just combining like a whole bunch of different things depending how you're feeling on the day. And it's good to have like a bit of physio knowledge involved as well. Um, let's just say like I've got plantar fasciitis, like soreness or tightness or something. Okay, this week is going to be swimming and cycling um, right. and then maybe running with more supportive shoes. And you just like... Uh, getting these three disciplines and just manipulating what you can on the days that you can, depending on how you feel. And yeah, just the variety of it is like really intriguing for me. And then just on the given day, I just like, you just, I guess I get up for most running days as well. Uh, But just the hype, it's just really, really cool, really exciting, a lot of energy. And yeah, I'm just really drawn to it. Good deal. And that's that's the beauty of endurance sports in, in general and, and certainly running, triathlon, whatever, cycling, whatever it might be, that uh yeah, that there's something that about the excitement of race day and, and you know, if you can you can scratch that itch in different forms, whether it's on the trails, whether it's on a long road race, a marathon, half marathon, something like that, whether it's a triathlon, short, long, whatever the case might be, um, there's no no reason that you can't do that once in a while. Um Going back to, to something you said a, a few minutes ago, and I think you even kind of doubled down on it a little bit there too, as well as you know having the knowledge that you have as a physio and and understanding how the body works and maybe hopefully being being able to recognize signs and symptoms of things before they become too severe, so you can really you know like you said maybe take a, a week of off of running and focus on swimming and biking, give your your plantar fascia a little bit of a break or whatever the the, the issue is uh, so that you can solve it before it becomes an issue. Uh, just curious, because I know this is something I struggle with, and, and uh, I don't know if we've talked about this before, but I, my background is in athletic training, so kind of similar type of, of line of work uh, over here in the States and, and you know, taking care of in- injuries with, with athletes and whatnot. And uh, I know that for myself, I'm really good at giving advice to others, you know, giving advice to the, the athletes that I coach and uh, trying to just offer people, yeah, you know, take a little bit of a break, change this thing up, do some cross training, stretch this, roll that. Um, but I'm not always so good at following the advice that I know it to be good, know to be be, be helpful uh, for myself. And so I'm just curious, uh, you know, are, are you able to put your, your, uh, your knowledge into practice for yourself or do you struggle a little bit with taking care of yourself when you do have some of those little niggles starting to creep up? Uh, I do take care of myself, but it's taken a long time for me to realize the importance of it. (laughs) So uh, I have suffered a lot of niggles, a lot of injuries and some extending like beyond a year. And I know what's wrong. I know the stuff I need to do, but sometimes you just want to run. And a lot of like the thing is runners just love running and it's one of the main challenges I have with seeing my clients is as soon as they feel good, they overdo it and their injuries back. And it's just like the day one, they jump out of bed and they're like, Oh my God, I'm all better. Thank God. Let me go for a 15 K run. And then it comes back and, um, it, it is making, uh, you know, poorer decisions and, I've made those decisions in the past and like I said, I've had about 12 months of feeling really good and it's only because I've doubled down on myself and decided to practice what I preach and uh, yeah, apply these principles. Yeah. And, and, you know, so I I just bring that up uh, because, you know, I I want people to recognize that 
that certainly myself, I'll throw myself under the bus and you kind of threw yourself under the bus as well. Like definitely <laughs> it's, it's, it's much easier said than done, even for the people that really should know better, you know? So, so for those listening, you know, that, that you've maybe made some of those mistakes, you've, you've pushed things a little bit too early coming back from a little niggle and made it worse or set yourself back, things like that. You're in good company because pretty much all of us have done that. Um, for, for you, Brody, I don't know if, if you can really speak on this or if, if there's a real solid answer to it, but I'll, I'll ask it anyway. And if it doesn't go anywhere, we'll, we'll move on to something different. Um, but but what if, again if if you can come up with an answer what was it that that has changed for you or changed in you um, that's allowed you to maybe put into practice what you know to do as far as recovery work and staying healthy things like that that maybe you you struggled with you know a year two years five years ago where you were dealing with some of these injuries because you weren't doing the things that you knew you you should be doing um a lot of it's trial and error and so you you learn as you go but as long as you learn from your past lessons um that gives you the tools and the knowledge moving forward so perhaps just memorizing and recognizing that is the first one um the second one i can think of is listening to your body but actually learning to listen to your body it's easier said than done um if you do recognize that something's starting to tighten up or you're starting to feel a bit sluggish or a little pain's coming on. A lot of times when I see clients, they've had this pain for, uh, say, six weeks and they've recognized it for the first four weeks and it's not until it gets really bad week five, week six is when they have to come see me. But if you um, recognize within your body what's happening um, early on, that's a, a big key. And I think the third one I'd want to answer uh, to answer the question is just getting a bigger um, glimpse of what your training's been like in the last uh, two weeks, one month, three months. And a lot of people really struggle with that when it comes to building up your uh, capacity and like increasing your mileage. A lot of people really, really struggle with um, a, a structured plan and they can't really remember what sort of loads they were doing, you know, four weeks ago compared mm -hmm. to now. And they tend to make really big jumps. Um, so I guess just recognizing that because 80% of running injuries are due to training errors. And if you know these training errors, then uh, you can really make really good ground for um, getting stronger, performing better and avoiding as much as you can a risk of injury we can't totally alleviate mm -hmm. or like get that risk down to zero but making smarter decisions and learning these principles you can uh, definitely reduce your risk of injury yeah ab absolutely and and um you know it's it's one of the reasons i love having folks like you other folks that are coaches that are that are physios physical therapists doctors whatever uh, people that, that understand how the body works come on is because uh you know Nothing that I haven't said before, nothing that other folks haven't said before, but I always love getting maybe a little different perspective, a little different way of, of wording it that might click with somebody and go, oh yeah, like I need to pay more attention, like you said, to to what my body's saying and, and act on it earlier as opposed to, uh, it's it's fine, it is what it is, until it gets so bad that you're forced to act on it. And and that's a, a great segue into into the new ebook um, titled the, the Universal Principles to Overcome Any Running Injury. And uh you know, like I said uh, in the intro, it's a great book. It's a short, easy read, which which is you know everybody's. Although I guess right now, as we're recording this, where everybody's kind of stuck at home with with COVID nineteen stuff, so we got nothing but time to sit down and read read some books, and and uh, might as well read something that, that's that's easy to understand and, and can help you stay healthy and, and fit uh, and and reduce your risk for injury. But what was the uh, the purpose for writing the book, Brody? Why why put your your thoughts down into this this digital format and and uh, pass it out for the world to check out? 
Um, well, uh, I think the the first thing being, I just want, to, I just really want to try and educate a lot of runners in any way that I can. And it came along pretty much at the same time of me launching my new podcast as well and launching my uh, new Facebook group. And it was kind of a bit of an enticer for people or like uh, just a bit of information just for people to start with and see if they like the stuff, if it resonates with them and then they can jump into the Facebook group or start listening to the podcast. And yeah, it's, I really have a big passion with educating runners like the the right moves and the right uh steps to take to reduce risk of injury and increase performance and it's just a passion of mine i just really like um getting runners back and trying to educate them the best way that i know how and so it's a little bit from the the knowledge i've seen i've gained from seeing a lot of my clients but also myself the injuries that i've had in the past and what i've learned as a runner myself and just combining these um, into an ebook, I thought it would be a fun thing to do, a new challenge, sort of like push myself. Mm-hmm. Um, just for a personal development perspective, it seemed a bit daunting. I'm like, okay, let's do it. Um, and yeah, just loved every process. Loved like trying to break it down into simple language. Try to um, communicate the the best way I know how, which uh, I think it came out pretty nice. I'm really proud of it. <laughs> yeah, as as you should be. It's, it's definitely good. Um, and and guys, in case you missed that in there. Um, it's available if you if you click to to check out uh, Brody's Facebook group, which we'll we'll plug that. Actually, Brody, what's what's the name of the group right now for anybody who might be interested in checking out your group? Yeah, you can type in "Become a Smarter Runner." Become a smarter runner on Facebook. You can you can check out book out there. He's also offered to to give us the link to put it in the uh, the show notes for today. So if you want to check the book out, like I said, definitely would encourage you to do it. It's it, even if you think you understand everything there is to know about avoiding. Uh, running injuries, which I'm not going to say that I under I, that I am under the impression that I understand everything, but I think I got a decent bit of knowledge there. I definitely still had several things that I kind of was like, oh yeah, like I never thought of it that way, or good takeaways, things like that when I read through it. So we'd encourage you to check it out. You can get it uh, from from Brody's Facebook group or Dizruns.com/slash-826. We'll have a link there as well. Um, but basically, you know, to to talk about the book a little bit, we're not going to obviously run down every single thing in it because I want you all to, to get it, check it out, and, re- and reference back to it uh, on a regular basis to stay uh, stay update and stay aware of some of the things we should we should all be doing. We should all be doing uh, to to reduce the risk of injury. But uh, basically, it's broken down ten pretty easy principles, ten pretty easy things that we should we should remember to do. I just want to touch on a couple that, that I really um, enjoyed, and and we'll start even maybe with the first one, Brody, uh, talking about adapt adaptation education and how uh, the body adapts over time. But there's a lot of of things that kind of uh, influence how, you know how we're adapting and whether we push too far, maybe do too much, and we we start to to um, maybe bite off more than we can chew. And that can lead to, to running injuries. You're kind of hinting on that a little bit at the beginning of doing too much too quickly, but how, how, um, how common would you say that this is, this, this is an area where people really struggle with trying to, to not be patient enough to allow our bodies to adapt to the demands of running and that. And that's kind of the root cause of so many injuries. Yeah. Well, this is why, um, 80% of injuries, are due to er- training, uh, errors in training mm-hmm. and, there's a lot of studies to show that like up to 80 to 90% of runners get injured within a given year. And it's just 
crucial to learn, which is why it's principle number one. And it does get referenced back uh, throughout the chapters as you read on. But if you just understand this principle, um, you're well on your way. You have a big advantage um, compared to the rest of your peers and your other um, running friends if you do know this and know how it is applied. And so, um, yeah, it did need to be number one. (laughs) And uh, essentially what we're trying to explain is that all you need to do is give the body time to adapt as long as you your training fits within this certain adaptation zone. And if you go within this adaptation zone, the body's going to get stronger, the tissues within the body are going to start tolerating more capacity, and therefore you can start running a little bit uh, further, faster, without uh, reaching a, an injury risk. And so what I like to explain to people is if they can picture a graph and throughout that graph um, is your load tolerance. If you do a 5K run, you your body is subject to a certain amount of load. If you do a 10K run, that is almost double. But if you do a shorter, faster run, that also increases that load requirements. And you just go throughout this graph, um, peaks and troughs, as you uh, suscept your body to more load and uh if you can imagine that, uh, I guess people, this is why the ebook's quite nice because you can <laughs> right. just... Um, Visual, it's, it's the, the graph is there. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, as you go throughout, everyone has a certain um, maximum capacity throughout their tendons, throughout their bones, joints, ligaments, all that sort of stuff. Um, but you also have this uh, adaptation zone. And so you can go for a 2k walk that is applying load to your body but sometimes that's not enough to trigger adaptation sometimes your body is too strong and that's not going to trigger anything but if you do say a 5k run and you do that um, consistently that if that hits your adaptation zone you're going to get stronger it's really um, hard to communicate because people need to work out where their adaptation zone is because it's all individual compared to say an ultra marathon compared to someone just doing their first 5k everyone's going to be on a different uh a different scale but recognize your own adaptation zone and try and train within that and if you train consistently within that your adaptation zone starts to elevate and it starts to tolerate more tissue uh tolerate more load through your tissues and you start to become stronger and you just continue following that adaptation zone you can't you're not going to get stronger if you keep doing 5k's once a week every single week and don't adjust um you can picture this same similar to someone who's in the gym if they do 10 kilo bicep curls and they do that for a whole year they're going to get strong until they're you know capable of doing that quite easily but they're not going to get any stronger because they're not lifting heavier weights right. they're not challenging themselves in any way so the same can be with running you can have that certain adaptation zone but it's not going to elevate unless you push yourself um, and follow that adaptation zone but above that adaptation zone within this graph is your maximum amount of load tolerated and if you exceed that that's when you're in big risk of injury because tissues start to break down a little bit faster mm-hmm. than they can be repaired and um, can trigger inflammation, can trigger like muscle strains, can trigger tendinopathies, and um, that's where you start to get in trouble. So that's where a lot of these training errors start to occur. It's doing too much, um, too quickly, too fast, and not allowing recovery. Right, and and too much is is one of those things that 
it can look in a variety of different ways. It could be it could be too many miles, logging too many miles in you know per day, too many miles per week. Uh, it could be going too hard, working you know doing too much speed work and not enough you know easier recovery runs. Uh, it could be you know doing lots of hills or, or anything that, that's going to add resistance, making you making you work harder from you know just you know from the topography of the ground or of the the area you're running. Um, and and uh, you know I, I I say all that to to kind of lead into this this question, Brody, and I, I you kind of touched on it a little bit, but I want to dive just a touch deeper, even though I know this is going to be one of those questions that, that almost might seem like a gotcha, because I don't know that it's a question that can really be answered, but how, how does somebody know, or how does somebody at least have an idea where their maximum threshold for, for load is, you know, that, that upper edge of that adaptation zone? How do, how do we know that maybe we're doing too much or how can we have an idea that I'm doing too much? I need to back off before I end up dealing with an injury without having to get injured to recognize that, Oh, maybe that was too much. Yeah. And this is where having a running coach or a physio is um, crucial because it, it, it does differ from everyone. And it's kind of like you do have a ceiling, but you just don't know where that ceiling is. Um, and the, the short answer is, you need to find out yourself through trial and error. Like you can, I think people know within themselves what they're capable of right now. Um, if they can look back on their training and say, okay, it's been um, within the last four months, I've done a f- my 5K PBs here. My longest distance is here. Uh, my weekly mileage is here. My, um, I just like writing down these benchmarks that you've done over the last couple of months. And then you do, you can pretty much just like write it all down and kind of get a visual representation of what you've done. And this is what my body can tolerate. Okay. I know what my body can tolerate now because I haven't been injured. Hmm. Let's just make slow increments. Um, right now let's make slow increments with my say weekly mileage, um, and just build up from there. So you're pretty much just taking what you can tolerate and then just taking small steps from there. You don't need to know the ceiling. All you need to know is my next step isn't my max line because I'm taking a gradual step and let's just move forward from there. And like you were um, alluding to before, the variables are so tricky because there's tons of variables. It's what if I do hills? What about mm-hmm. what about if I do um, increase my speed? What about if I change my shoes? Um, it's like it's a game that's has way too many variables and having the right guidance is also a good thing. Um, but if anyone has to take anything away and is not too sure, I would say just do that. Work out where your maximum, or work out what you can tolerate now and then just mm-hmm. stay, start making small incremental steps. And, and you know, to also tie back to something we talked about uh, 10 or 15 minutes ago, the better you get at learning to listen to your body, the more you can, you can accurately uh, decide for yourself if what, you know, what you've been doing, I can tolerate this. This isn't too much. I'm feeling good and able to, to progress a little bit more. And also if you do go a little too far or you, you push a workout a little too hard or whatever, you might notice some of those little signs and symptoms of a niggle approach and you go, Oh, wait a second. Maybe that was too much. And I need to back it back down just a little bit to, to kind of get back under that maximum limit, uh, just by being aware of what your body's telling you, what your sensations are, things like that, and trying to address it right away as opposed to just like, ah, no, it's no big deal. Keep going. And then that's where, you know, you get into that training error, uh, danger zone of breaking down and, and dealing with an injury. I'll say as well, like it's about making smarter decisions and patient decisions 
I think a lot of people will nod their heads when you say, once they are injured, they look back in the last one, two weeks and be like, yeah, I was pretty stupid. I know what I did wrong. Like, I know the errors that I made and uh, they just decide to try it anyway. They don't foresee um, a, a possible injury until they're actually injured. And then hindsight's twenty twenty. They look back and like, yeah, yeah, that was silly. I did do hills. Um, I haven't done hills for a long time, but decided to do a half hour sprint session. Like, and now my Achilles is sore. I know that was silly. And so if people were to forecast, okay, I'm about to do a half hour sprint session doing hills. Have I done that before? If so, how long ago was it? Um, is it a wise move? Maybe I just do it for 10 minutes and then just do my usual flat run for the remainder of the session. It's, it's about making smart decisions, having like the, uh, having the patience and the intelligence to foresee what you're going to do and then making those smart decisions, if that makes sense. Yeah, it absolutely does. And I just want to stress once again, uh, to everybody listening that, uh, you know, these two guys that are, that are talking right now, we've both made the not so smart decisions at various points of our running career and learned those lessons the hard way. So, uh, these aren't easy, these aren't easy lessons. These aren't easy things to, to figure out. Um, but you know, it's, it's, it's a process. It's, it's all a process, all always learning as we go, uh, and, and always aiming to make just a little bit smarter decision, the next time and the next time. And, and, and hopefully then you get to that point where you're, you know, able to be patient, able to recognize, like, let's not, you know, like you said, let's do just a short amount of the, the mileage on the hills. And then most of the time on the flat and continue to build that up a little bit more, a little bit more as our bodies are, are capable. Um, speaking of, of as our bodies are capable, or I don't know if maybe that's the right way to, to lead into it or not, but we're going to, we're going to lean into it and go with it. Um, there's a couple of, of, uh, principles in the, in the ebook that are focused on stress. And, you know, we've kind of just been talking about exercise stress and, and, you know, some of the different variables there, as far as speed or distance or terrain, or, you know, you even brought up shoes or changing gear, changing workout routines, things like that. There's again, so many variables there, but, uh, in, in the, in the ebook as well, it talks about some other kinds of stress as far as, you know, life stress, uh, not getting enough sleep, different, different things like that, that, that can input or can impact, how much, you know, where you kind of that danger zone is, or, uh, you know, as far as what you used to be able to do, if, if various factors in your life change, maybe you can't get away with doing the same types of workouts because, uh, your, your threshold has, has dropped down a little bit. Um, I don't know if I'm, if I'm asking a good question here, but, but how, how important it, I mean, obviously it's important enough. It's, it's in the book a couple of times, but how, how aware should we be of the impact of non-workout stress on our lives and how that factors into, uh, our risk for injuries? Yeah, cool. I'm glad you talk about this because uh, it is something that people just don't have a clue of and don't really recognize until you see someone uh, like a professional and then they break it down, break down the history and get really detailed history into your lifestyle and then make these links as to why you're injured. And it's the, the chapter of the book is called Stress Less and it's called like the, the sub category is the hidden dangers that reduce your capacity to adapt. And I said hidden dangers is because a lot of people don't know about this. And when we talk about that adaptation zone and that maximum capacity line in the the, um, previous topic, that capacity line, that maximum capacity line, if you exceed it, it results in an injury. That line uh, isn't static. If you start to hit that adaptation zone several times, that maximum capacity line starts to elevate but there's also certain lifestyle factors that can reduce that capacity line for your body to tolerate loads and so 
there are certain life factors such as increased stress, poor quality sleep, um, diet, like poor nutrition, smoking, like long-term anti-inflammation medication, all these sort of things manipulate that line. And there's certain common lifestyle factors that I like to uh, talk about. It's one, when people have like a newborn baby, what happens is they reduce, well, increase stress, probably, most likely. I don't know. I don't have kids. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll answer for this one. Uh, yeah, increased stress for sure. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> um, but we're combining increased stress with the reduced amount of like really good quality sleep. Mm-hmm. And I think um, almost all parents, if they have a newborn baby, I know a lot of my mates are starting to have kids. It's the poor quality, like, yeah, you're lacking a good sleep. And that reduces your body uh, well, your body can't recover as easily as it used to, but people still tend to uh, run the same amount, put the body through the same amount of stress. And so if your body can't tolerate that same stress, that's when an injury will occur. And the example I use in the book, uh, I should probably explain like these 10 principles. We follow a bit of a storyline, a bit of a parable about this guy um, who learns these 10 principles as he's going, as he starts learning about running and goes on his daily life. In this chapter, he gets a job promotion, which means increased stress, Mm -hmm. but also more work hours. And he sacrifices his sleep so they can get up and do do his longer run because he's training for a marathon. So he needs to do these long runs. Um, so he's like, oh, I'll just get up an hour earlier to squeeze in that long run. And he's, he's piling on that increased stress, increased work hours and decreased sleep. And then he hasn't changed his load too much, but develops an injury. So um, it's good that you make this point because it's something that a lot of people don't really link, um, but can be crucial when it comes to injury and injury management moving forward. Yeah. And, and I don't, you know, it, it's the, something that I've been trying to work on and I feel like I've made some strides for myself with, with making sure to prioritize sleep and trying to, you know, make, do some of those, you know, quote unquote hacks as, as far as wearing the blue blocker glasses at night, limited screen time, uh, you know, changing some of the, the lifestyle factors that hopefully help me to improve my, my sleep quality. Um, and, and I, I feel like I'm noticing, I feel like I'm seeing some, some progress there, but I know that, that a lot of folks here in the States, I don't know if it's the same way in, in Australia or not Brody, but a lot of folks here, I mean, we're all busy, you know, we've all got crazy things going on with life and, and family and work and jobs and this and that and the other. And I feel like sometimes it's almost like a badge of honor to be like, yeah, you know, I, I, uh, you know, I'm only getting five hours of sleep at night so I can get up and get my, my runs in and whatnot. Um, and, and so that's why I wanted to bring it up because it's just, you know, um, I feel like like we're almost setting ourselves up for 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 failure, for injury, uh, for for not achieving as much as we could with the training that we put in by not getting getting that amount of sleep to reduce the stress levels to help our bodies heal. Um, and so I just feel like that's it's a huge area again, at least in the states that that is is um, almost like a low hanging fruit, like an easy thing to fix. Although it's you know there's only so many hours in the day, and I get that. But if we we prioritize the things that are important, you can still get enough sleep still get ample time to train, still do the things that are most important in your life. And maybe you just spend a little bit time, a little bit less time screwing around on Facebook or whatever, which is probably not the worst thing in the world. Yeah. And there's um, a few studies out there that's, they, they don't really target the adult population, but it's more the um, adolescents. They looked at adolescent uh, runners and then tried to, uh, they measured their sleep. And at the end of the study, it shows that Oh, my microphone's going a bit fuzzy. Um, 
shows <laughs> it shows that um, those who get less than eight hours sleep were seventy percent more likely to develop an injury within the next week or two if they have a week of um, that poor uh, quality of sleep. And so, seventy percent injury risk is huge. And um, I think there's a similar study that shows um, nutrition as well. The poorer nutrition increased the risk of injury by 60%, and that's still adolescent population, but it goes to show what it does to the body. Um, very, very um, interesting. So you just need to be kind to your body. It's like what you say when people wear it as a badge of honor and they kind of, um, yeah, they think like working hard and training hard and just like not taking care of yourself is kind of like a badge of honor, but you just really need to be kind to yourself because it's that type of person that I see in my clinic most often. <laughs> right, right. Um, and uh, going to kind of shift off of the, the ebook now, but once again, what we'll have it linked up in the show notes is also available uh, in, in Brody's Facebook group, which we'll probably have that linked up in the show notes as well. Um, but those are just, you know, we covered two or three maybe of the, the 10 principles. Um, and, and again, lots of stuff in that, that ebook that are definitely worth checking out. Would encourage you guys to, to grab a copy, um, read through it, and maybe, like I said, even re- refresh back on it a few times because, you know, it's, it's stuff that uh, is, you know, universal principles. Like, I feel, I feel like I see that title on a lot of things. I'm like, yeah, I don't know about that. But this, absolutely, these are, these are things that we all, no matter how long, how, how new you are to running, how long you've been in the sport, uh, things you can benefit from. So definitely check out Brody's book. But like I said, shifting a, a little bit here before we wrap up today, Brody, um, mentioned also in the, in the intro, new podcast. And, uh, you, you, back when we talked a year and a half ago, you were, you were hosting the, uh, the everyday running legends. I think it was, it was the uh, appropriate title of the podcast. And now we got the, the run smarter podcast has been out. Um, I think what, since about the, the start of the year, maybe a little, little bit into, into last year, into, uh, the, the last part of 2019, what, what was the, uh, the, the reason to, to kind of switch, switch gears on the podcast front? Um, it, it was going to start out as a bit more of a side project. Um, I was going to continue the everyday running legends, my weekly sort of schedule. And then every now and then when I got the time, start doing this new podcast, which, um, I just really wanted to bridge the gap between what the physio knows and what a runner knows and just trying to, um, Usually, if someone needs to be educated on all these principles and all the uh, the knowledge, they had to go see a physio and be educated through their injury and through their management. But I wanted to just try and bridge that gap. And like I said at the start of the interview, I do have a passion with educating people and I have a heightened passion with running. And so just combining that and putting it into a podcast, as soon as I started um, thinking more and more about it, I thought, okay, this has to be, I need to throw everything into this. And so put the Everyday Running Legends uh, podcast on hiatus and just went full full time and energy into this new podcast and uh, yeah I just wanted to deliver the information that runners need to know in order to make smarter decisions better training decisions and that's why hence the title like the run smarter podcast is about uh, educating people to make smarter more wise decisions about managing their injuries and avoiding injuries and increasing performance it, it's uh, you need to be a really smart runner in order to have a really good long uh, longevity in the running career. And if you do get injured, using doing the right steps in order to overcome it really, really quickly, and then just you bounce back, and then you learn for the next time, and you just move forward. Then and 
a lot of runners that I see in my clinic when they are injured, they they talk me through their their training schedule and how they develop this injury, and they just you can just see all these like poor decisions that they're making, and it's not their fault. They're just not educated on the the right um, the right steps to take, and so it's trying my best to um, address that. And I should probably mention the first um, season of the podcast is actually every episode talks through these. Um, different lessons in the ebook, so ten lessons, ten episodes, and I try and break down each one of these lessons. And it is a lot more beneficial to have the ebook to look at because mm-hmm. there's a lot of um, pictures and there's a lot of graphs, and you, you grasp it better. Um, but for those who like just the audio part and they just want to do it when they're driving and um, do that, I recommend you go to the Run Smarter podcast and listen to the first 10 episodes because it does address these 10 lessons um, as best I can, you know, through um, without having a visual representation. I, I do my best to try and um, get that message across. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's just say, a really long-winded like we, answer. <laughs> no, yeah, it was, was kind of like like we did here. And and, and uh, again, I, I would definitely uh, encourage getting the, the ebook because yeah, the, the illustrations and the graphs that are in the book make it you know the, you know the old the old adage a picture is worth a thousand words. And, and in this case, it's it's definitely true. We can we could talk about it all day, but as soon as you see the, the graph, you're like, oh yeah, totally totally get it. Totally makes sense. Um, you know, you you decided to to really put your your effort into to the Run Smarter podcast. Um, what what um and it, again i don't know if there's going to be any great answers to this but maybe there is maybe there's not but you, you got to ask the question to find out um were there things that you were able to learn from doing the 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 first show everyday running legends um that made doing a new podcast that, that you were able to, to implement things you know kind of we talked about learning learning injuries and, and learning how your body you know learning to listen to your body and, and making smarter decisions along the way were there smarter decisions that you made from the podcast inside of things uh that, that seemed to work better with with the new show that you maybe learned the hard way in the in the original show oh absolutely it was a huge learning curve when i started the first podcast it was just like you, you need to know everything you need to know okay about microphones you need to know okay how am i recording it um it's going up on a website okay i need a website um i need a social media like accounts okay i need to work out how to um edit audio okay i need to work out how to put it on um a publishing service i need to know how it goes out on youtube and um itunes and all that sort of stuff and it's just like this massive massive learning curve and the next step in the process is you're starting from scratch again and you're starting from scratch again and you just like fumble your way through it and it um it's like once you start once i started this new podcast it just like all just fell into place really really quickly because you grow, you learn, and you build on it. And um, what one person um, I like to quote is that they're like, what's the definition of happiness? And it's progress. And the, the better you become um, or the happier you are if you're continuing to maintain progress. And you, they talk about like you know that you're progressing when the stuff that was a big challenge now is like really, really easy. And that was one thing I thought about was now that I'm starting this second podcast, it was just effortless. I knew all the stuff and I knew I was progressing because what was once a huge challenge is now a um, like a really easy task for me to do. And that's similar to why I delved into this ebook. It was a huge challenge. I didn't know how to do all the, the graphs and put it all together and um, illustrations and all that sort of stuff. And 
yeah, it was a huge daunting task. But um, now if I was to bring out a second ebook, okay, it's I've learned all those tasks mm-hmm. fairly easy now, um, simple process. So I know I'm growing that way. Yeah, that's that's the name of the game. Always keep learning, always keep growing, no matter, you know, running stuff, work stuff, podcasting. Maybe that's part of running and work too for for some of us, like uh like certainly for for you and my and uh and me. Um but yeah, keep learning, keep growing, uh and, and uh you know, if you keep 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 at it, and things keep uh, getting a little bit easier, falling into place and, and like I love that definition of, of progressing. That's that's uh that's what we're all striving for in, in every facet of our life, I think. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, as we're kind of to that point of, of wrapping up uh, today, Brody, it, just uh, uh, kind of the last the last kind of question, the the, uh, the philosophical question, if you will, which um, again can kind of so- sound a little bit scary sometimes, but it's really just something open ended and uh, a great way to wrap it up. We can take it a short answer, long answer, medium answer, kind of however however you want to do. But this will be kind of of it for today. Um, just kind of of curious, you know, at at, uh, at this point in your life, you know, kind of of getting the second podcast going, the ebook out, um, the business stuff, which we didn't even really talk about, but the online phys- physio uh, work that you're doing and, and helping runners that way. Um, why is running still an important part of your life? Why is it something that, uh, you know, having a chance to get outside and, and maybe get out to the trails uh, you're, or even just get out onto the, the pavement and get uh, get a few K in for, for the day? Uh, why is running still something that uh, is, is something that you make a priority in your in your life on a regular basis? Uh, I think it's like an an internal feeling when you go for a run. Like I think everyone's, or hopefully most of your listeners have experienced that runner's high. That's the that's the feeling that gets you coming back. And I remember when I very first started running and wasn't really enjoying it. It was a struggle, but I was training for a race. Decided to push through it. It was about maybe two months into running where I stepped outside and I just remember being like, "This is awesome." It was like a beautiful day. It was a kind of crisp like cold morning but sunny blue skies and it's just one that weather where you can just run for without getting tired for you know hours it was like just beautiful i'm like man this is this is it this and i was out in nature as well and you just like embrace the whole thing it's that feeling that gets me going back and keeps me running but um there are other elements as well that um, incorporate like the the community feel as well and which is why I'm so passionate about educating runners is because I'm keeping them running and I'm helping them get over their injuries and get that feeling as well and so there's a few added um, passions there that um, sort of all combine and uh, yeah create that sense of why I love running so much mm. I love it I love it and it's uh you know Certainly myself nodding my head the whole way through that. I've got a feeling probably a few others are as well. And uh, guys, if you want to continue to connect more with Bro- with Brody and find out kind of what he's got going on, certainly check out the, the podcast as well. But uh, BreakthroughRunning.Physio is the website. Twitter and Instagram at Brody Sharp, all one word on Twitter, at Brody.Sharp uh, on Instagram. And again, that's Sharp with an E, S-H-A-R-P-E for the last name, at Brody Sharp uh, and at Brody.Sharp on Instagram. The Run Smarter Podcast is, uh, is the new show and definitely would encourage you to check that out. Also get yourself a copy of the uh the ebook once again brody i didn't write it down so so forgive me on that but what's what's the facebook group if they want to check out the the, your facebook group and get your your ebook there they can type uh become a smarter runner become a smarter runner on facebook just search that check the group click join you can get the book right there and we'll also have a link in the show notes disruns.com slash 826 is the link back to today's episode uh disruns.com slash 826 so uh brody thank you 
uh, for for taking the time today. Thanks for for getting up a little bit early and uh, making this making this work from uh, actually from tomorrow. It's today here. It's tomorrow in Australia. <laughs> but thanks for uh, for for coming on and, and educating us a little bit, educating me certainly. Uh, hopefully, the folks listening learned a few things as well. Uh, and thank you for for doing the work you do. And, and hopefully, you know, somewhere another year, year and a half, something like that. Uh, maybe we can we can saddle up and, and go for a round three and and uh, learn some more things along the way. But uh, thank you for all you're doing for the running community, my friend. And uh, please stay in touch and, and let's do this again sometime sometime down the road. Thank you very much, Denny. Had a great time. All right, guys. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode of the show. Hope you enjoyed the conversation between Brody and myself. A little round two action. And uh, as per usual, as per you know how we did it back in round one, as per how we're doing it in round two, as per how we do it you know, with pretty much every episode of the show, we'd love to know what stood out to you. What was your takeaway? What was something that we talked about today that really kind of hit home for you or, or made you stop and think a little bit, maybe even press the rewind button and listen to it, get listen to it again, just so it all sinks down, down into your brain and uh, really, really hits home for you. Um, for me, it was, it was when, when Brody was talking about making smarter decisions and patient decisions, basically not trying to rush the process. Um, and, and, you know, I see it often, uh, with sometimes with with the the folks that I'm I'm working with the people that the, the athletes that I coach, uh, I certainly see it with with folks sometimes on social media wanting to, to you know what what's that that get fast quick scheme you know it's not not necessarily a get rich quick scheme for for us as runners but it's the get get faster or improve fitness quickly and too often those decisions are are a bit hasty a bit short sighted uh, maybe not the smartest decisions because not that not that trying to push the envelope too much is a guaranteed recipe for injury, but boy, does it tilt the odds in that favor, you know? And, uh, it's just, it's just something that I think is, is one of those things that's easy for, for Brody or I to talk about. Um, it's easy for us to say, learn from our mistakes. Um, but sometimes it's one of those things that, that you almost kind of have to take your lumps to figure it out. But hopefully, hopefully, uh, between, you know, us sharing and other people sharing, and maybe some mistakes that you've made along the way, you're starting to learn to, to keep the big picture in mind, be patient, and, and, you know, always keep learning another thing we talked about, but always keep learning so that you can hopefully make a smarter decision next time. You know, maybe, maybe you miss it the first time. Maybe you do a little bit too much. Maybe you're not aggressive enough so that you're not pushing your body enough to make the adaptations of getting stronger, getting faster. Maybe you need to, to maybe you do need to go a little bit harder. It's all a learning curve. It's, and it's, it's a learning curve that never ends. I'm still learning. I'm, I'm going to speak for Brody, but I think it's safe to say he's still learning. You're still learning. But always try to be making those decisions that are the best ones that you can make in the situation based on where you are right now, based on what you know, based on the experience you have, based on maybe something that we've talked about today that, that makes you think, oh, I need to try this a little bit differently. Um, but just keep learning. Keep learning. Keep pushing in the right direction. Stay patient, though. That's another big one is you know don't try to get there too quickly because that definitely is uh, a good way to, to tilt the odds the wrong direction and maybe wind up with an injury, which is something that we're clearly trying to avoid. And, uh, you know, not for nothing, but one more plug for Brody's book, get yourself a copy of the universal principles. They're good. They really are good. Even if you think, you know, it all, there's something in there. I guarantee that it's going to make you go, Oh yeah. I never thought of it that way before. That's the kind of continuing to learn, continuing to lead to make smarter decisions. That's exactly what we're going for. So that was my takeaway. What about you? What stood out to you from this episode? Let me know. I'm at Dizruns on Twitter. I'm at Dizruns on Instagram. You can slide into the DMs. You can tag me in a post. Whatever works best for you. Love to hear what you think of the show. Uh, you can also send me an email if you want. You can slide into the old inbox, uh, Dizruns at gmail.com. Or if you if you really want to stand out, if you really want to do something that nobody has done in a while, 
head over to show notes. And uh, while you're there, get grab yourself a copy of Brody's book. Uh, but then also slide down to the bottom of the show notes, the bottom of the, the post there. And uh, in that little comment section, give me your thoughts and your feedbacks and your takeaways there. Uh, once again, disruns.com slash 826 is the link to take you back to the show notes for today. And uh, let me know what you thought of today's episode while you're there. So with that, we'll go ahead and uh, put a bow on this one. Call it a day. Uh, if you haven't checked out Audible yet, I don't know what you're waiting for. But hey, you know, there's no better time than today to check it out, to get your first audio book for free, free for 30 days. Check it out at disruns.com slash audible. That throws a few shekels my way as well at literally zero cost to you. Uh, but I get a little referral bonus. You get a free book. Maybe you get a new uh, a new obsession, which is you know getting an audio book or two uh, every month and continuing to learn, continuing to grow, continuing to help you make the smarter decisions. See how we, we tie all these things together. Every once in a while, we tie all these things together. But check it out, disruns.com slash audible. And with that, made it through another one. 826 down. Who knows how many more to go. But uh, no plans on stopping anytime soon. So if you keep sticking around, I'll keep putting the show out. So thank you for listening. Thank you for sticking around. Thanks for telling a friend, especially if you like an episode, if something really sticks out, quick tip that you enjoy, Q&A episode, whatever. If you like it, don't, don't mind if you, uh, or I don't mind if you share about it, post about it, tell others about it. Uh, but whether you do or not, thank you for listening. Thank you for all the support, all you do to keep me going. Hopefully I repay that some way, shape, or form, whether it's from the podcast or something else. But until next time, please be well. Take care. Thanks again for listening. And we'll talk soon, all right? See you guys.